we're very um, looking much looking forward to our conversation. Today's topic is advocacy leadership. So what does it mean as a leader to, to advocate? And we think this is pretty much in line with our previous episodes around equity, which, you know, we could have gone on and on and we, we still will weave in the conversation about equity into to future conversations. But let's say hi to Mike and, and let's talk some about what it means to advocate as a leader. Hey, Mike. Latoya, how's it going? It's going great. I mean, I could not be more thrilled than to have this conversation with you. You know, Mike, when we were co-principals, one of the things that we had to do and and something we both did, and I think you did quite well as a principal, um, is we advocated for our schools. So one question that sort of comes to mind is, uh, what does it mean as a leader to advocate on behalf of those you serve? Latoya, I think right now in public education, we're facing a crisis, a crisis of this of the source where people are making assumptions about public education and public schools without ever having stepped foot in a school since they've graduated from high school or, or college. So I think, and this is evident in lots of polls, because a lot of times people will rate their schools that their children go to highly effective, but schools in general as very poor. So there's kind of a disconnect there. So I think one of the jobs as a, as a principal, as a leader, as really anyone in a school, is to advocate for your school, for the teachers in your school. Really, I think it's a clarion call for leaders to really step up right now and make sure that they are putting the positive uh, image out there for their school. Because we know, and I think we take this for granted, all the great things that go on in any schoolhouse across the country. There's great things, phenomenal, amazing things every single day, but we don't often do a great job of telling that story and getting that information out there and talking about the great things our teachers do in order to help our students learn. Wow, Mike. I I think you hit on so many key things in in that commentary that you just gave us. Um, And you're right. We don't do the best job in advocating and telling and authoring our own narrative. And that's why we've started the Images of Ed movement, because our goal is to get out there what's happening inside our classrooms and inside of our school buildings. Because you're right, the research says that when folks are asked to uh, sort of give an assess or of their perceptional um, view of how well um, their child's school is working, they usually rate those very high. And when they think about other schools, that might be sort of different. I think there's a lot more good happening inside our schools, and it's really amazing what some of our teachers are doing and the level of commitment and dedication they exhibit on behalf of our students. Um, I just think those those stories often stay inside the inner educator circle. And one of the things we have to do a better job of as a profession is, and especially those of us who are leaders inside this profession, and it's just like a leader in any other field, part of your responsibility is leading the charge on that narrative and, and taking control of it and, and, and writing that story um, so that you can build uh, advocacy and you can help folks uh, improve their understanding of what's happen, happening day in and day out. You know, in um, Shelley's Burgess's book, Lead Like a Pirate, um, and Beth Howe, you know, they talk about the passion that's required of highly effective leaders and that you've got to be passionate f- about what you're doing and not just passionate about what you're doing, but you've got to be certain of what it is that you want for those folks you serve. 
Um, when you think about that and you think about, you kind of mentioned this, you know, branding your school, you know, we talked about that some in the September episode of the e-magazine leadership with LaToya, the, the article we co-wrote and co-authored together, branded, how do you brand your school and use that as a, a sort of advocacy technique for your organization, um, to tell your story? There, there are so many different ways to do that now, LaToya, through social media, uh, through just there's so many different ways to do that now. But I think before you start pushing these great stories out there, one, you got to make sure that there's some, you like to say, meat and potatoes behind what you're saying. Because if you portray, if you, if you want to uh, have this image of you, a certain image of your school, but everything that goes on inside of it is the total opposite, people are going to see right through that. So they might expect for a principal to say all these great things about the school. But what happens when they talk to the teachers in the school and they talk to the community about what's going on? So I guess basically what I'm saying is you have to be able to back up what it is that you are portraying your school as. Uh, but once you once you get solid on that, you, you mentioned as a leader, you really got to be very sure, uh, very focused. We always talk about focus and clarity. So when I became a principal, I knew I needed to focus on literacy. I was in the middle in a middle school, and that was an area that was kind of kind of lacking. So I was going to focus on literacy. We were going to become readers. We were going to integrate reading into the content area. So almost everything I did revolved around that, and I made it clear that was our focus. People knew I saw them. We were the school that reads. That was my my first school where I was principal at, but, but whatever it is, whatever it is that you're going to focus on, pick something, stick with it and advocate through all the different social media channels. Um, we did a thing where we invited all the elected officials in so they could see what's going on in the school. Um, we set up at Latoya and I at our at, at Knox, we just had students set up at, in front of Walmart and greet people and say, Hey, here are some of the great things that are going on at our school. So there's lots of different ways, but my biggest, uh, I guess, what I hope you take away is you got to be able to back that up with the action of what's going on in your school. I think you make an important important point there, Mike, because you know it's part of advocacy is about emphasizing what's happening in a positive way as much as you can, but doing that not just in your words, but in your work. And if those stories aren't aligned from various constituents and various stakeholders, then what ends up happening is almost like a false rhetoric, a false narrative that gets put out and folks start questioning, are you advocating or are you masquerading? So I think you you have to be careful as a leader not to try and masquerade what's happening in your school simply because you know, there's a lot of pressures around accountability, folks looking at discipline numbers, folks looking at student achievement, and sometimes people want to talk about numbers in a way, or even, quite frankly, what the behaviors we incentivize is, hey, you know, I'm not going to handle things that need to be handled in a way that I normally would, because that'll reduce our number. And that quantity, that quantitative uh, factor will, will look lower, and that'll build a story that's different but the real story is in what's happening the operationalizing of of how our students our staff and our community and our stakeholders are interacting with each other so i think you have to as a leader avoid the tendency to to take the easy way out so to speak and to to make that advocacy advocacy something that's authentic and genuine and you can do that by immersing yourself in the work. You know, it's really hard to advocate for other people if you haven't immersed yourself in what they're doing and you don't equipped, um, you don't equip yourself with the tools you need 
uh, to advocate. So what are your thoughts on that, Mike? So this reminds me of something that we, we talked about a lot when we worked together is as a leader, sometimes it's easy to lessen problems that are right in your face, so to speak. But where is that problem being shifted to? For example, if we want to advocate for our teachers and we want to support our teachers and grow our teacher leaders, but we kind of put the buck on them, I think we're doing the total opposite. So what what I've seen in my experience is sometimes in the school, uh, we'll talk about student discipline. Um, You know, you'll create these policies, these rules, so the problem doesn't come to administration, but the problems are still there. Just because they're not coming to you doesn't magically make them disappear. So those problems that you are refusing to handle are staying with the teachers and interrupting class, interrupting instruction. So uh, I see that sometimes with, like, when you when you set up duty stations for, for teachers and administrators. Leaders, you got to really be careful that you don't confuse a solved problem with the problem that you've pushed back on teachers. I think that's a, that's a really dangerous trap that's easy to fall into. Yeah, because there are things that certainly need to be delegated. And then, Mike, I believe there are other things that need our collective effort. Discipline, in my opinion... Um, as a former school building leader and, and principal, is certainly one of those. It, it doesn't rest with one, one, one stakeholder. It rests with all of us. So, you know, I would agree with you that that the the strategy is to be very um, selective and strategic about how you approach certain certain issues that you might face to determine whether or not it's something that should rest with the collective group or with a particular group or with the individual, the teacher. Um, or the principal, whatever that might be. Well, you know, advocacy is a big part of of what leaders do. Leaders advocate for their organization. They help paint a picture that might not otherwise be seen. And and we wanted to share with you some thoughts about advocacy. We hope you'll you'll leave this conversation thinking about how you can advocate on behalf of your organization and the folks you serve. How can you paint a clearer picture that compels folks to act and urges them to action in the direction that you might want to go go in? You know, every great work of transformation begins with a plea for advocacy and a passion for doing what's best for those who are being served. We're so glad to have you join us this uh, pod- on this podcast, and we hope you'll continue listening. Until next time, folks, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Road.